Welcome to Hannah's Heart. So Hannah, she's just one of the women who did struggle with infertility in the Bible. No matter who we are, we can be inspired by the fact that Hannah took her pain to God and God heard her and was with her. So when she was praying at the temple, she had been weeping and not eating and her lips were moving, but her eyes were closed and the priest was like, why are you drunk at the temple? Because <laughs> yeah. it can become an obsession when you want Wanting a child so deeply. And desiring that baby and to be a mama. Every holiday, every Mother's Day. This is not a show that's going to promise you a certain outcome. But this is a show that says, however God answers your cry, we know that He's enough. Hey, I'm Ann. And I'm Kendra. And you're listening to Hannah's Heart on American Family Radio. Yeah, so Hannah's Heart is all about clinging to Christ through infertility and miscarriage, whatever it is. We just want to help you as you build your family to honor God during that journey. Yeah, we've both been there and we've both walked through infertility and miscarriage. We get it. And we also know that Jesus is the only way you can make it through. Amen, sister. (laughs) All right. Well, today we are talking about a topic that is near and dear to my heart. The topic is is why do things like infertility and miscarriage happen to Christians? You know, it's that age-old yeah. question of why do bad things happen to, to good, good people, people right? right? And I think it's specifically an issue that comes up a lot with this topic when yep. you're hurting. I'd like to open by reading to you a passage from Psalm 73. Okay. So I was struggling, sister, one day. No. no yeah, <laughs> it happens. It happens. And the Lord led me to this psalm. Okay. And I just so related to the, to the psalmist who wrote it. We don't know. It's a says a psalm of Asaph. Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost slipped. Mm. I had nearly lost my foothold for I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Let me pause right there. So today we're going to be talking about those feelings that come up when you see other people receiving the good gift of having children and they are not living lives for Christ. So I am talking about you're scrolling on Facebook and you see that young girl at church who is not married right. and she announces her pregnancy announcement and yay, and everybody claps for her and oh, excited for you. And she doesn't even acknowledge that you've gotten things out of order, right. you know, and right. maybe, maybe she has plans to marry, maybe she doesn't. Yeah. I'm talking about those situations where there's a mama who someone gets pregnant and they don't even want the child. Right. And they choose abortion. Uh-huh. And that's How, so hard. So hard to process when you desperately want a child and you're like, Lord, my arm are open. I will receive whatever baby you have for me. It is so easy to, just like the psalmist, envy the arrogant when Mm -hmm. you see the prosperity of the wicked. Let me keep reading. They have no struggles. Their bodies are healthy and strong. How many times have I wondered, Lord, why can't my body, why can't our bodies do what you created them to be? Right, what they were made to do. Yes. Right. They are free from common human burdens. They are not plagued by human ills. Therefore, pride is their necklace. They clothe themselves with violence. From their callous hearts come iniquity. Their evil imaginations have no limits. They scoff and speak with malice. With arrogance, they threaten oppression. Their mouths lay claim to heaven, and their tongues take possession of the earth. Therefore, their people turn to them and drink up waters in abundance. They say, how would God know? Does the Most High know anything? some of the people that just do wicked things and they think they're getting away with it, you know, and in their hearts, they're like, I got it. Yes. Or they scoff at those who chose to do things in the right order and chose abstinence, chose to wait for marriage. Does the most high know anything they say? This is what the wicked are like, always free of care. They go on amassing wealth. 
Then verse 13, that's the one that gets me. He says, Surely in vain I have kept my heart pure and have washed my hands in innocence. All day long I have been afflicted and every morning brings new punishments. So, Anne, what do you think the attitude of this author is in this passage? (laughs) An attitude that I have had many times before. You can relate? Yes, yes, for sure. Because it is hard not to look at and be like, God, I'm trying to be good. You know, that's that's the key word there is good. But what is good when (laughs) we're comparing ourselves to Christ? Amen. I fall short. I'm not. I'm yeah, not good. the question comes up of why do bad things happen to good people? And you're saying, no, none of us actually are good. When right. we compare ourselves to each other, yeah. maybe, but in, compared to Christ, we are right. all sinners. Right. And that's what my mom always said a sin is a sin is a sin. And so I had to remember that. And it was hard to see these posts or to see even these people or hear these stories. I worked at a pregnancy center here in town, and it got really hard for me to While work. While you were struggling with yes, infertility, you were yes. working at a pregnancy center. Yes. Oh, my so goodness. So I would difficult. see youth come in, mm. and you know our goal was to always help them to leave wanting to pursue Choose pregnancy. Life. Sure. Yes. Um, whether that ended up in adoption or not, I don't know, but it was really hard to watch girls a lot younger than me, mm. or this was a negative thing that happened to them come in and out and so yeah it was a it was a struggle every day to not be judgmental yes especially when there's somebody who is actively shouting about how proud they are in their sin right and there's just absolutely no remorse or grief i got two clips i want to play for you okay i mean these are just two little examples uh we're going to start with the first clip um this is from um a a youtube channel called shout your abortions Mm. and literally it's a group of women that want to shout about how proud they are that they've had their abortion. So go ahead and roll clip one. My name is Sammy Detzer, and I had an abortion on May 20th, 2014. And here are a list of things that didn't happen. I didn't feel sad. I didn't feel angry. I didn't feel hurt. I didn't feel abandoned. I didn't tell the person who got me pregnant and I didn't look back. So what'd you think? Well, uh, heartbroken, you know? Right, just the callousness of sin. Right, it's crazy to think that that's out there, but that it happens, can't remember the numbers. How many abortions happen in America every day? Not even to mention the world, you know? I, I was looking at that stat and I remember thinking, all of the women who struggle with infertility and miscarriage, that the numbers were very similar. Oh, really? And I remember thinking, wow, if these people chose life, there would be enough babies for everyone who wants oh, babies, you know? Yeah. Um, let me play one more clip for you. This one is Michelle Wolf. It's a Netflix show called The Break with Michelle Wolf. And this is a clip, you may have remembered it, where she came out and was like wearing this patriotic outfit and throwing confetti and literally just celebrating abortion. So go ahead, roll clip two. Abortion, I salute you! Women, if you need an abortion, get one! If you want an abortion, get one! If you're not pregnant but you think you eventually might be and want to order a future abortion, get one! If you're pregnant and you want to be pregnant, don't get one! It's up to you and it doesn't have to be a big deal. It's actually a great deal. It's about $300. That's like six movie tickets. Movie tickets, a bad deal. <laughs> and women, don't forget, you have the power to give life and men will try to control that. Don't let them. <laughs> Go 
It just makes me sick. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to listen to. It's kind of hard to stomach, actually. So, Anne, have you ever had a time in your life where you struggled with a little anger or bitterness at mm. abortion? Oh, of course. Actually, my first time really understanding, I guess, what abortion was, was I think I was 9 or 10, and my family has always gotten the AFA journal, my mom and dad, and they had it in the restroom, and I saw an article in the AFA journal and it was literally someone working in the abortion clinic with a garbage bag mm. in their hands and heading to the dumpster. Mm. And I read in that article that those were aborted parts. Wow. And I wrote the president of the United States about that and sent did him you the really, You were how old, did you say? <laughs> I think I was 10. I wow. I, somewhere around in there. Yeah. And it made me sick. And ever since then, I can't imagine being in such a place that I could choose to do that. Anyway, but yeah, it it's heartbreaking to think that that happens every day, and it's something that is praised from so many women because mm-hmm. it's women's rights. What right. about that baby's rights? What about the, that little girl in utero right now? Right. What about her rights? And so, you know, having a baby in my tummy right now, it, it really just makes me even more thankful um, that yes. I can choose to protect her and yeah. uh, love her the way I hope that Christ has called me to. Amen. And valuing life. Um, all right. So I want to draw our attention back to verse 13 of chapter 73. It says, Surely in vain I have kept my heart pure and have washed my hands in innocence. Um, so the the psalmist here is feeling like, what are the perks of doing it God's way? Yeah. If the wicked are going to prosper, then why um, put well, myself wasting through? Wasting my time. Yes, and I can I can relate to that in in a season of when I was single, um, because I saw a lot of friends that um, were just doing relationships in ways that I felt like weren't. God honoring. I felt yeah. like God called me. Um, well, He calls all of us <laughs> to you know to abstinence to. Um, to saving ourselves for marriage. And I was doing this and um, it took a lot longer than I thought it was gonna be for him to bring my husband into the picture. And I remember one Friday night, just feeling so lonely and just feeling so behind in life. Like all my friends were married and I'm just missing this really important thing. And I remember God spoke to my heart and, and I just, it was like I had this chip on my shoulder. I had this little thing between me and God that I hadn't identified and I just mm-hmm. said, God said, Kendra, what do you think that I owe you? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I realized how evil my heart was positioned that I felt like because I was honoring God and going to church and doing ministry and all of these things that God owed me a godly husband. Right. And the the This is what I'm doing for you. (laughs) Yes. So what is my reward back? Right. And of course there are rewards for honoring God Mm -hmm. and and for obedience, but our um, ultimately Christ, I just... I was like, God died on the cross for me. He endured temptation. He came, he left heaven for me. And who am I to think that he needs to do anything anything else for me other than this? And I realized how sinful my heart was positioned. And I just, I cried out to the Lord and I was like, you know what, God, if this never happens, if I, if I am a little 90 year old cat lady with a, without a husband, <laughs> like you're enough, right. you are my portion. Mm-hmm. And that lesson that I learned in singleness has really helped me through the struggle of infertility because yeah. this temptation comes up to say, oh, well, 
a baby's going to happen for me uh-huh. because we're honoring God. Right. You know, but scripture says that the rain falls on the righteous and the unrighteous. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the, the problem of evil is not unique to unbelievers, yeah. <laughs> right? So um, it goes back to Genesis, yeah. right? And it mm-hmm. goes back to the fact that um, God did create a perfect world where right. there was no infertility, there was no miscarriage. Yeah. And what this happened? is not how it was meant to be. Yeah, what did know? we do? Because what did we do? Sin, you know? Exactly. And it entered the world and then changed literally how everything else would play out. Right. So it's not the Lord that, you know, does it to us and He is not the reason that bad things happen. Um, and yeah, I had to definitely go through that too. Uh, I heard a story one time, I can't remember where I heard it, but they talked about um, the lady referred infertility to um, standing outside of a carnival. Mm. So you can see the sights and you can smell the smells and hear the laughter and the noise and you want to be involved in eating that popcorn. And you that don't get a ticket. Candy, you're, but you're, you're standing watching. on the outside. Mm. And that's how I would feel. It, I think we mentioned it in one of our first episodes, how, um, you know, those pictures that people post mm-hmm. for holidays or um, those baby announcements or gender reveals. It was always like, I, I'm so excited for my friends. I could really feel that way. Yes. But I was so sad for me yes. and for my husband, you know, um, because we were getting to see all those things yeah. and getting to play a small part in those kids' lives. Um, but we weren't getting to experience for ourselves. And yes. so when she said that, I was like, that is exactly how infertility feels on a daily basis. Yeah, and it wasn't for me so much that I wanted these people that were getting the things that I want. I didn't want them to have pain, right? you know, and no, suffering. Never. It wasn't that, but it was more of a bitterness between me and God uh-huh. of like, uh-huh. why not me? Right. And asking those questions. You know, there's a lot of parallels to this psalm and what Job in the Bible struggled mm-hmm. with, you know, and Job lost his whole everything. family. He lost everything. Yep. And his response was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he said, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Way. Mm-hmm. Blessed, be the, name Blessed of the Lord. be the name of the Lord. I remember uh, several years ago, I interviewed um, American Family Radio's JJ Jasper when he mm-hmm. lost his son Cooper, mm-hmm. five years old, in a um, in a tragic accident. And um, JJ told me that when his son died, some of the first words out of his mouth after that. When he found that out, he just raised his hands and he said, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name mm, of the Lord. And I, that impacted me so deeply. Yeah, the core. It gives I was like, me chills. Yes, Lord, I don't know if I could do that. Uh-huh. Well, um, as some of you who've listened before may know, my, my husband and I had um, a miscarriage just a short time ago. Uh-huh. And I remember getting the word, getting the information that we'd lost him. And... I thought, Lord, I want to have a heart like JJ. I want to have a heart like Job Mm -hmm. that I don't accuse you because you owe me nothing. God, you've done everything for me. And I went, I sat down at our piano and I actually made myself say out loud, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I was like, if I can say that, I know I can get my heart to feel that way. To feel that way. The feelings will follow if I just act in obedience. Mm -hmm. I sat at our piano and I just worshiped the Lord and I worshiped the Lord for the life, the short life that he gave them because it's so precious. Well, I want to I want to take you guys back through the rest of Psalms. So I, I stopped in the middle because the second part is so good. So here we are. The psalmist, like me, has a crummy heart and he's <laughs> blaming God. He's yeah. mad at all the other people around them that are prospering. And then in verse 15, he says, if I had spoken out like that, I would have betrayed your children. When I tried to understand all this, it troubled me deeply until... 
I entered the sanctuary of God. And then I understood their final destiny. So you start to see his attitude shift. He comes into the sanctuary of God. He's been like, surely in vain, I've kept my heart pure. Why am I even serving you, God, if you don't do anything for me? Enters the house of God. And suddenly he starts understanding the final destiny of those who aren't living to right. honor God. And he get, he realizes that eternity is a whole lot more important than the right, than now, right now moment. Mm-hmm. Verse mm-hmm. 18 says, surely you place them on slippery ground. And then verse 18, 19, and 20 talk about the demise of the wicked that, you know, if they don't turn to God, what, um, what awaits for them. And then verse 21 says, when my heart was grieved and my spirit embittered, Back then, when he had that bad attitude, uh-huh. I was senseless and ignorant. I was a brute beast before you. So when I read that, I say, "All right, Lord, <laughs> there's some days when I'm a brute oh, beast a brute before beast. you. Yeah, help my mm-hmm. heart." This is a great prayer for anyone listening right now who's struggling with infertility or struggling with feeling that God owes them. Pray that your heart would not, um, that your spirit would not become embittered and that you would not be senseless and ignorant, that you would not be a brute beast before the Lord who accuses him of anything. Picking up in verse 23, God says, um, he says, yet I am always with you and you hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel and afterward you will take me into glory. Mm -hmm. Verse 25, whom have I in heaven but you? And the earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. So those are some Mm. big words. You know, I, I think of like Job when he he asked, he had questions about God. Why did you right. let all these happen? things happen to me? And, and God, I think that's okay. Yeah. And what was God's response to him? Do you remember? I, tell me <laughs> he what comes he said. to him and he's like, yeah, Job, were you there when I created the world? Uh, yeah. Were you where, there when like I made the oceans and told them how far <laughs> they could come? And Job's like, yeah, no, no I, I, I wasn't. wasn't there. <laughs> and so there's this just this moment where you step back and you realize the presence of God, of who he is yeah. and, and his majesty. And um, this is what's happening in in these verses here. And, and then verse 25, I love, whom have I in heaven but you? So you realize he's the eternal God of the universe. When he speaks, it's like thunder. Right. He clothes himself in majesty. You know, when that God, he is our God. He is our only um our only contact to heaven yeah, <laughs> is through right. God. It's through God. And when he says, whom have I in heaven but you? I remember struggling with our our miscarriage and thinking I could get bitter at God over this if I let myself Mm -hmm. I could Mm -hmm. but who would help me through it yeah who would help me pick up the whom have I in heaven but you who's (laughs) where else can I go as the scripture saying you alone have the words of eternal life God I need you and the earth has nothing I desire beside you and I remember thinking about that verse um because I was like well you know, there are a few things I desire, Lord, other than you. I, I desire children, and that's not a bad desire. But I think um, it's not so much that the author of this psalm doesn't want food. I think at the, this point he's probably hiding in a cave or being chased. You know, there's a lot of awful things. It's not that there's nothing he wants in this world, but the, it's in comparison to the desire to to have fellowship with God. It doesn't mean anything. Right. My um, And earth has nothing I desire beside you. Compared to you, Lord, there's nothing else I want. My heart and my flesh may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. So 
Um, Anne, have you ever felt like God was not enough during your season of infertility? Have you ever struggled with that? <laughs> I have, unfortunately. Um, yeah, for sure. There, um, we we have had um, four miscarriages, mm. and um, very very early we never um, knew gender or anything of those babies. Um, but I worked from home at the time, the time that I had the third one. And um, as I was at home, I was by myself all day. And I, I honestly loved what I did. But um, being by yourself all day and struggling with something like this and having a miscarriage, it just um, was not good. Loneliness um, does it, not help. <laughs> no, no. And I was, and at the time, I didn't know anyone who could understand what I was going through. I knew some ladies who were a good bit older than me who had had some miscarriages, but no one that I felt like I could reach out to and say, hey, I need I need you to talk to me. And I'm looking back and seeing where I am now. I wish I would have reached out mm-hmm. because I would love for anyone to reach out to me anytime mm-hmm. so they don't have to feel like I did. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, there were so many days, um, <laughs> this is one thing, um, that um, I would, yeah, feel by myself and just wonder, like, God, where are you at? Mm-hmm. Do you, can you hear me? Like, is, you know, how, is it bouncing off the wall? Right. Is it going past the ceiling? Um, and so, yeah, but there were definitely times that I feel like um, I would desire a baby over mm-hmm. my relationship with Christ. And so, um I don't, I don't feel like we can ever praise that because even though the desiring a baby, what you said, is not wrong, mm-hmm. when it becomes more, then that desire becomes stronger than my relationship with Christ. That's when um, I feel like we get into sin then because He yes. is what you're reading. You know, you are my portion, and He wasn't for me some of mm. that time. It's, it's very revealing when there's something you want so much and you don't get it. Uh-huh. It's very revealing if that thing has become an idol in right. your life, right? right? And I fully, but I don't think I would have acknowledged, been able to acknowledge that then. Um, but looking back now, I can see where my heart was wrong mm-hmm. in um, desiring those babies and being. I, I had to take a time, and I, I, you know, I don't know if everybody will agree that this is okay and that's okay. Um, but there was a time I said my last prayer to the Lord mm-hmm. for just a little while. I did. I said, God, I need a minute. <laughs> I'm angry mm-hmm. at you right now. Mm-hmm. I'm angry. I'm hurt, and I don't understand what you're doing Mm -hmm. and there was a few weeks i still read scripture but i didn't pray yeah but when i tell you i felt the power of prayer more than i had in my in a long time Mm. was then and Mm. i feel like i mean i i had so many people texting me calling me just saying hey you've just been on my heart they didn't know why But I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I, over and over and over. And I feel like the Lord was gracious and let me see, hey, I've still got you. Even though you're not okay with me right now, I, I still have you in the palm of my hand. Oh, that's so and good. And so um, anyway, yeah. Well, and God really is enough to sustain you in those moments. For sure. That, that verse that you went back to, the the Lord is my strength and my portion, the strength of my heart and my portion forever. I think when I hear the term, he's my portion forever, I think of like, there's a pizza and everybody gets one slice, everybody gets one portion and it's not quite enough, but mm-hmm. we just had to, you know, no, that portion is referencing, I think back to, you know, think of in, in the desert when the manna fell from heaven and they had as much as they could gather, you gather what you need. Yeah. It's everything you need to sustain you and to fill you and to give you life. It's a life giving portion. Right. There's no like, 
lack in God. It's not like, oh, he's going to give you just enough to face the day. Mm-hmm. Like we, we say that like, oh, he gives me enough to face just just to get through today. The truth is like every day he's our consistent more he's our than daily enough. Bread. He's our daily bread. Yeah. You're never going to go hungry. There is so much joy. And, you know, looking back over both of us having struggled with this and the deep hurts that come, like, it has definitely been my faith in Christ and the joy of the mm-hmm. Lord that is mm-hmm. supernatural mm-hmm. that sustains you right, in right. those moments. And um, one of my favorite passages of scripture is um, about the treasure hidden in a field. This man finds a treasure and he says, um, uh, I'm gonna go sell everything I have to buy this land because yeah. the treasure is more important than anything else. And Jesus wants to be our treasure. Yeah. And if, if there's anything else in our life that gets in the way that's more important than a relationship with Jesus, um, if, if you're thinking that this uh, <laughs> infertility or having, having a baby is more important to you than having Christ, let me tell you, he is enough he is to enough. sustain you. His right. joy is worth it. Well, that is about all the time we have for, yeah, today. for today. It goes by so quickly. It does. But how can they connect with us, Anne? How can so they find us? They can find us on Instagram at hannahs.heart.afa. That's right. And on Facebook, Hannah's Heart AFR. Right, right. And then they can email us any type of prayer request or if you have any topics you'd like us to cover at hannahsheart at afa.net to email us. And would you mind closing us out in a brief prayer? I would love that. Um, Father, I come to you right now to thank you for this day, God, and thank you for this time that I've had with Kendra. Father, I pray for our listeners right now, whatever they're going through, Lord, I pray that you just put your hand over them and that you show them that you are enough, God, and that you just provide peace for them and that you just help them to feel love today, Father. We love you so much. In your name I pray. Amen. I'm Kendra. And I'm Ann. And join us next time for Hannah's Heart.